All right, here we go. As promised, episode two, part two is now here. Uh, the focus for this is our week nine predictions, week nine trade deadline recap in the NFL. And then we have our nice little segment with DJ. Is he the unluckiest manager ever? Okay. A two minute segment real quick. <laughs> well, depends. Cause Dan could, uh, you might really want to air it out with Dan. Cause uh, he made those pretty uh, rough comments last time, but we'll see. All right, week nine, this is definitely a jam-packed week. A lot of good matchups. Uh, for me and Steve, this is our rivalry week. For Duke and Brian, this is the uh, Clash of the Titans. Um, but let's get right into it. Cayman versus Hardy. Uh, that's the first matchup we got for week nine. Let me just pull it up. Right, so Cayman's coming into this matchup at three and five. Hardy's coming in at four and four right now. Sleeper has the projections Came in a 68% chance of winning. Uh, let's start with Cayman. What do you think? You take this one? Um, I – well, I just have to check one thing on my sleeper too. But I think – I mean, I'm pretty confident. Um, uh, Jamal, Jamal Williams has been a lovely surprise to Steve's dismay that, that um, hurt real bad every time yeah oh, start starting uh starting jamal williams against Steve also started don deandre smith and him bolturing every touchdown i can see why that would be upset, upset. Did, you, did you see what dan campbell said he's like you know what we need to give deandre swift less carries and give jamal more carries and he was like well, he's still not they love crazy to me just some side research if anyone watched Hard Knocks, Jamal Williams is like Dan Campbell's favorite person in the entire world. So based on how his rapport with the coach and his leadership, not I, I'll be honest, I didn't, that's not how I thought. I just drafted a guy. But um, based on seeing that, now it kind of like going back, huh, it kind of makes sense that he's been trusted to do more. Um, and instead of um instead of replacing him with Clyde Edwards this week I actually decided to move CEH into my flex spot and keep Jamal and Mixon as my two starting running backs and that's a solid backcourt right there Jamal so and I think so I think between those guys if Mixon they want to get their heads out of their ass and hand them the ball a couple more times that'd be nice um but I've, honestly, I know that it was crazy, and I look back, and maybe a first-round pick wasn't the best idea for Clyde Edwards. But in the scheme of things, when he's played, he puts up 20 points a game, and I've been very happy with his production. And uh, hopefully Isaac Pacheco fucks off somewhere so that he gets more carries. Hardy, you're what, on a three-game win streak right now? Three-game win streak. Do you think it, it carries on to four this week? Do you think you can get it done even though the projections say otherwise? The projections mean nothing. The projections mean nothing up until Monday night, okay? That 68%, take it and shove it up your fucking ass because there's no doubt that the Fortuitous Kingdom is going to continue their reign of terror on the league in its second year of operation. Going to absolutely stick it to Cayman. I would also like to ask Eric a three-part question pertaining <laughs> to Kyler Murray. Okay. Well, I don't even know what you said, Steve, nor do I care. Okay, going on. Three-part question about Kyler Murray. One, what do you think of the buzz surrounding him as a prospect coming into the league? 
What do you think about the choice of playing football instead of baseball? And what do you think about how it's panned out for him so far and where he goes from here? What do you think about Kyler on Cayman's team for the long run? And what'd you eat for lunch for the past week and a half while you're at it? Thanks. How many fucking questions are you going to ask him? It's all about <laughs> Kyler Murray. And none of it's actually funny. It's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to show you how there's no foundation for Cayman's squad with Stafford and Kyler. So shut your fucking mouth and listen to the man talk, Steve. Do you know how so old I, di- I, 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 dis- I disagree, but continue. Do you know how fucking old Kyler Murray is? Just let him speak. Is that a real question? So, Kyler Murray, I'm not a big fan of the more modern mobile quarterbacks. You know, Lamar Jackson, although I have him on two of my fantasy teams. You know, the Kyler Murrays. Um, Russell Wilson's a little different because he always really does have his eyes down the field. And he scrambles a lot, but I wouldn't call him a classic runner. You know, Daniel Jones is really more of a passer who doesn't pass all that well, so he has to run. Um, Never been a big fan of those guys, even going back to Michael Vick, just because they always seem to get hurt and they can have one huge game and then it kind of falls apart. You know, I'll be interested to see where Jalen Hurts ends up the season because he's certainly been playing, you know, fantastic football. But let's see how long it lasts. So I was never a huge fan of Kyler Murray for that reason, going back his days even at Oklahoma. Um, you know, he succeeds, you know, everything's a wide open offense and, he, and he's uh, spread offenses and he has a lot of throwing lanes and some day, weeks he's great and some weeks he's not. Um, I do think he made the right choice playing football or baseball just he made a lot more money playing football than he ever could have dreamed about making baseball. Um, he was a great prospect, but how many great prospects in baseball really never pan out? Um, and what was the third question, Jake? I think he touched them all. Oh, did I? Okay. Hey, you know, um, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I think he's an okay quarterback. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's a, and it's only a matter of time before he gets hurt. Am I allowed to interject on the brutal attack on my starting quarterback? Oh, of course. You have to defend yourself now. Well, I didn't mean to be brutal. I'm being honest. No, not you. The, the was other, other, yeah, not you. No, you, you're, that was a very reasonable response. And I agree with that. Um, to the dingus who asked all those questions, I'd like to point myself to at the draft, he was the best player available in my spot. And as a foundational piece, he's a starting quarterback who has a lot of upside and he's only 25 years old. And honestly, sometimes you go through growing pains and stuff, but he's proven that he can play really well and put up those. And last year, he was putting up 40 points a game for me. Growing pains, shit's going on in their team, injuries, guys are spending this and that, but, you know, no running back. He's their running back, basically. So I would, uh, I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't say he's great this year, but I wouldn't necessarily call him a dog shit foundational piece. I, th- I think Kyler's definitely solid. I think Cayman made the right choice when he picked him in, in first round. In Super I, don't I don't think, I think, I think, is he not great this year? No. I mean, the Cardinals are terrible this year. They couldn't score a point for three games. Yeah. The, the, is he a bad foundational piece? I think he's a, I think he's a above average. I wouldn't call him elite, but I think he's a good quarterback in the league. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I, and I said it based on how I've seen him play and his potential this year, it's definitely been a struggle with the guy i pick to score me 30 points a game and build that and have that foundation where I know has been unfortunate 
Has Stafford been unfortunate? Hell yeah. Why do you think I'm trading to get first round picks? Because I have, I definitely have quarterbacks in my site for drafting. And uh, when Giselle chops Brady's balls off and he can't play for a couple weeks, and Kyle Trask comes in off my fucking taxi line, taxi, taxi squad and puts up 40 points, then we'll see who's talking. I mean, who the Cardinals statement? Kyle Trask, forty points. That was that was not. I, I just for the record, that's an absolute fucking joke. But I, I think the thing with Kyler this year is like he's never had his full offense all season. He had Hollywood for the first what eight weeks, and Hollywood got hurt. Then he got D Hop back. The other thing is he doesn't play good in the first half ever in a game. It's always second half he just like realizes, wow, I suck. And then he turns it up and like someone be six right now. I think it's I think it's the scheme though. Also, like okay, yeah, but. Like, also, it's a scheme where you saw teams, like, with Lamar Jackson, for example. Like, they would contain him and make him throw. It's like, all right, beat me with your arm. I'm not going to rush you, so you can just run around me. I think Double digits every week. He's QB6, and he's got over well, 20. I'm talking, more, I'm talking about more, like, not fantasy, Steve. No, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm, I'm talking – like, okay, I can say Tre- Trevor Lawrence is the QB9. Is he playing like it? No. No, not last week. Oh my god! Yeah, we're in a fucking fantasy league. Like, what are we playing? We're not playing for fucking. Well, you know, we're not rooting for guys that have oh a great foundational week. In, like, in fucking, fantasy, fucking fifty. Yeah, in fantasy, the Russian quarterback will always have the upside. That's why Jalen Hurts is an absolute cheat code. Lamar Jackson, Hardy, you know, is with them, those first couple games, he's a beast. And you know, that's that's just the big. Yeah, thing. but remember, they have those huge games. Why they're so high all the time? They have like three or four huge games, and then the rest they put up subpar. Numbers, you're like, oh, it's QB6. Who gives a fuck? He gave me three good games. Yeah, no, outlier games will definitely, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they also wear down over the season because of the hits they take. Yeah. So they start off much better and they tend to. Oh, well, now they have all the rules that the end. Yeah, I'd be like, I will, I will, I will say, uh, to, go, to go back to Kyler as well, um, I think DeAndre Hopkins is that type of player that has that big of an impact on an offense. I mean, you've seen what happens to Joe Burrow when Jamar Chase is not on the field, even with Mixon, even with T. Higgins, even with some of these guys. When you don't have a guy of that caliber, it definitely changes your offense. I mean, having DeAndre draws a double, they can't, they can't rush eight. Like that, he's that guy that requires more attention than Kyler. So having him back on the field now, I mean, you saw him, he had in his first game back, he had, I mean, the first game he had 12 targets and he had 15 targets this week, caught 12 of them and had, uh, what, one or two touchdowns? Like, he, you, he's Kyler's guy, and I think Kyler's success really depends off him. And then hopefully guys like Rondell Moore, who's on my bench, um, step up. But I, I, think, I think it's really – What? I hope Kyler goes for 50 this week. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Um, it's uh, in, in the interest of time, we're just going to move on. But yeah, I just want to say one more thing about the comment that Hardy made. I think Cayman definitely trading away Devontae uh, still builds him for the future. I think if he kept Devontae on a losing season, maybe wasn't the best idea. But the fact that he shipped him away, got some young assets, got some picks back, I think he'll be fine. But moving on, let's we got Landy versus DJ. DJ's here, but real quick, I just want to speak on Landy has changed his team name to most hated. He's changed his team logo to a Little Bites package. I don't know if there's any meaning to that, but uh, – I don't know what any of that means. I don't know. I mean, considering, he's, considering he's, he's, a, 
do you not understand my name? I said, no. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he's, he's, a walking, he's a walking little bite. So he, went, he went from the MILF hunters to most hated. But DJ, what do you think about your matchup? Right now you're projected to win. You have a 56% chance. Yeah, I mean, all that means shit when my team starts sucking. So, And I know, I know he's got Najee on by this week. But if Najee was playing, Najee hasn't scored 14 this year. He would have put up 30 because it's against me. But, I mean – I got to have high hopes. I get, I got Mahomes back. I got hope maybe Waller plays. Who knows? Well, he's in the lineup right now, but he, he's not going to play till next year. Just a mess all year. Darren Waller, total mess. Yeah. Hit uh, Stafford. Stop throwing just to white guys. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess Stafford's doing better, though, not just throwing five-yard checkdowns to Higby, which sucks for me. He's getting Allen Robinson more involved, which sucks. Uh, but, I mean, I got to buy a plot. You know, I'm not going to say I'm going to lose. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be a good matchup, you know. Not, nothing, nothing too crazy, but definitely could see some points there. All right, Dan, you're playing Emmerich this week. Emmerich's in a playoff hunt. You're obviously in the playoffs right now. What do you think about your matchup? Uh, I think I'm going to take it. I think get Eckler back. Um, I mean, I do lose Amari Cooper, and I have literally no other receiver. Uh, so I'm starting no hands Nelson Aguilar at receiver. So <laughs> that's terrible. Score two touchdowns. And now uh, he only had 1.2 points last week and uh, Big Mac attack. He really has nobody on his bench he can play. Dude, I literally have nobody. <laughs> My depth is appalling. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, it's horrible. I know that. But guess what? I'm still five and three, so suck my nuts. Hey, you know what? Things could change with the trade uh, trade deadline coming up. You never know. Although, Dan, with trading, it's impossible. No, I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, I'm not Landy who will just give you my fucking kidney for $3. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, Landy's but I mean, do to trade his four best players and end up with less picks. <laughs> and not good players, dude. He's terrible. I mean, Alvin Kamara put up 42 and a half. I'd probably have to give both my legs and probably my right. No, 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 no. Not even that. I'm just saying, like, I text Landy, what do you want for Waddle? Oh, I need at least two first. Then he trades him to you for, like, two handicap players. Yeah. Well, but Landy, Landy's the, like, extreme of I'll trade you anything. Like, I just – I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, like – but also, you know, I'm not going to be, like – I mean – Oh, I'll give you Zay Jones for Kamara. Like, dude, like, no. <laughs> no, I would never offer. Okay, I'm not that bad. I'm, right, just, I'm just saying, like, it has to be somewhat uh, of a fair deal. I mean, most of the guys in this league just throw shit at a wall, and if it sticks, it sticks. It's been so, sticking for me, so. Most. You, you know who you're fucking talking about. Yeah, 100% Joe. Yeah, 100% Joe. And he knows. You know what? Honestly, he took advantage of it, so I can't be that mad at him. I'm not, yeah. I mean, Stevenson has worked out for him. But he <laughs> he gave got him. a Herbert and Burke. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now we've got a prediction in from Randy. What's that? Landy would like me to make his formal prediction for him for this week. All right, read it out. Okay. Said he couldn't join tonight. Clearly, W this week. Landy's putting the winning products on the field. And he's very upset because he wants somebody to trade with him. Dean That's your Landy update. Calling like this. That sounds like a Landy comment. Just nice. I don't know. He thinks he's going to beat DJ? I don't know. We'll see. 
All right. Um, we got our two big matches we still have to talk about. The first one is the rivalry week matchup between me and Steve. This is the annual tradition of two managers that absolutely despise each other, cannot stand each other, and have talked shit about this matchup ever Yeah, since. but I actually uh, respect you. Nah, I don't respect Hardy. But all I'm going to say about this matchup before I give it to Steve is that two, two weeks ago, if you told me that, you know, this was going to be the matchup, I think I would have smoked Steve because I had everyone healthy, Facts. very high. But now I got no Brees, Lamb's on a bye, no Bateman. And if you look at the matchup and you look at the project- projections, this is a very even matchup on paper. I'm only projected to win 52% to 48, but honestly, it can go either way. Um, I just really... I'm nervous because I just don't want to lose because now I got to hear from this motherfucker for a whole year about how, oh, I beat you with seven guys on my bye. And, <laughs> you know, that's always an absolute shit show. Last year he sucked and he beat me and I didn't hear the end of it. It didn't matter how ass he was, how many poop trophies he won. That's right. Uh, Steve, what do you think? No, I think, uh, honestly, I looked at this matchup when it first came out. Not when it first came out, but a couple of weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I got like seven guys on a bye. What the hell am I going to do? And then uh, I originally had Deontay Johnson who was going to be on a bye, trade him for Metcalf, so he's going to be able to play. Justin Fields just came into his own. Uh, Kenneth Walker, who I didn't think I was going to be able to start, um, is now a clear starter. So things have really come together. Um, and you've just been injury-riddled. Hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me in the ass, but I would I be a good matchup. Justin Fields has Guys, what happened? What? What'd you say? Justin Fields had two good games, and you're like, he's coming into his own. Two? <laughs> no, yeah, he, he had 17, 18, 23, and 26. Suck my dick. I would be lying if I said that I didn't set my lineup for this game in week two. <laughs> it's oh. he's QB, he's QB eleven. How could you be upset with that? He's not he's not he's had a lot of rushing upside all year. Yeah, but yeah, that's fantasy. That's why you draft him. I can't throw the ball. Steve, that's you why you draft him. You have a better arm than him. I'm not saying something. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it'll be a good matchup. I think you got ball. You got balls with your fucking – you could have had Deontay Foreman for me and dumped me with Bateman, but I know. you're a fucking clown for that one. It's, it's Dynasty. It's a long run. I will play Bateman in the long run. I will. I'll take him over the one-year rental. I'm telling you. All right, and then we got the final matchup. This is like King Kong. Yeah, but fuck you. I'm taking it. Yeah, fuck you too. All right, this is like King Kong versus Godzilla. This is the absolute God squads. Duke against Brian. Brian has not been living up necessarily to his expectations. He's sitting at five and three, though, so he's still in a playoff spot. Duke is eight and zero. Oh. Duke, obviously, I mean, not even a question. I he told me he was going to lose this matchup two years ago, um, <laughs> but Brian isn't here to talk about his squad. I mean, his squad's disgusting. Uh, but Duke, what do you think? You just got Devonte. You got your new shiny toy. I think you're going to fair. I think Brian Brian's one of those two or three teams, probably the team that has as much or if not more firepower than I do. It's one of those weeks where he has McCaffrey on a bye. I got Chubb and both the Cowboys running backs on a bye, so I'm not really – Naeem Hines just, Hines just got traded. I don't even know if he's going to play this week, so there's a chance I'm rolling with like Samaji Piran and Boston Scott going into this week. Um, I did just trade for Devontae. Hoping Keenan plays this week. So there's a lot of question marks revolving around both of our teams into this week. I really wanted to go head to head with him, like just full power, both of our teams, like just literally just head to head and see like who, who, who can take it right now. But you I can play like, dick chicken? What's that? You wanted to play dick chicken? 
Yeah, he wanted to see who hangs lower. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of those weeks that, like, you know, this could be it. Uh, I really hope the big uh, the big guys on my team co- come through. Cooper Cup. I don't even know if he's going to play this week. He's expected to play. I honestly can't believe it. Um, so I can see him being limited a little bit. But um, this is one of those weeks where it can literally be 50-50. Like, um, and it just has to do with my running back core going into this week and McCaffrey on a bye. And, yeah, that's all I can get into it. I have something to say. I'm looking over the lineups here. Vox started Elijah Moore last week. No, <laughs> no I didn't. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I didn't start him last week. I have to oh, start okay. him this that's week. Never, it's, showing, it's showing up, bro. Never mind, then. Oh, I was going to say, what the fuck? Jesus. All right, um, moving on. So NFL trade deadline just wrapped up. Obviously, a lot of fantasy implications with some moves. I'm just going to list off some of the, the ones that are relevant to our league. The big one was CMC went to the 49ers. Uh, he actually played a game with them and two games with them and went off last week. TJ Hawkinson, the surprise one to the Vikings. I don't think many people saw that coming. Chase Claypool to the Bears. Kadarius Toney, uh, Cayman's favorite player, to the Chiefs. James Robinson to the Jets. Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars, which is an interesting one because I think – didn't he bet on the – Yeah, Falcons he bet on the Jaguars. And now he's on the Jaguars. <laughs> Life comes full circle. That's crazy. Uh, Jeff Wilson, Jr. to Miami. Chase Edmonds to Denver. All right, so I've listed them all off. Guys, what do you think is the – Biggest, well, obviously, let's say outside of CMC, which one do you think is the biggest trade deadline acquisition? Which one do you think will pay off the best? I will start. I think the biggest one that will pay off, I'm going to say TJ Hawkinson to Minnesota. I think that offense is humming right now. And the fact that they get a legit tight end to fill in for Irv. um, I can't believe I traded Hawkinson for Komet and Josh Palmer. I like, listen, I trade so many times. Obviously, a lot of them are not going to hit. I definitely regret trading him, but I think he's going to be an absolute dog in Minnesota. And he already looks like a Viking, too. He has, like, the look, like the long hair. They know, how to, they know how to use a tight end. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph 2.0 right there. So uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? What's a big trade deadline uh, acquisition that happened that you think they can really reshape the fantasy landscape? Oh, fantasy, not, like, actual. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say one. Uh, I think Claypool can really open it up for Mooney. Uh, <laughs> he, he show off his route running. I mean, the guy had 160 targets last year. Uh, I think he had like a he might, I don't even know how many re- receptions. But the guy, the guy's a straight dog. He can he can run by guys. He can break ankles. He's just gonna get more receptions. He doesn't have to be that true number one, which he shouldn't be. He sh- he's a great number two. Shred you between the numbers. He's a dog. Fields is going to eat with him. Another a big, a big body for a big body for Chase for Justin Fields. Moody stops through the roof. Fields stops through the roof. Dude, you. I think the Bears got fleeced. I'm not going to lie. A second rounder for Clay. Second rounder for Claypool. DeAndre Hopkins went for a second rounder. That's brutal. And Chase Claypool makes TikToks. What, what was the thing I said in the chat? I was like, um, the Bears use uh, keep trade cut because Claypool is valued right now at a mid-second. So. <laughs> Steve, I think, uh, Mooney only had 140 targets last year. Well, well, back check. Yeah, no, back checked. And he caught 81. 
All right. He's salivating over his team all night, and he still gets the targets. On I love it how we will go from Claypool to Mooney. Like, every conversation has Mooney in it somehow. Yo, I, I never even – I don't even know where – He's down third. I had to check it. I have no idea where Dan gets this from. I, I am a big Mooney guy, but he just thinks I'm obsessed with the guy. You are obsessed with the guy. Dude, every single thing – I told – I told Dude, Andy – fucking insane. No, because the Bears could have – the best receiving court in history, and then Mooney you're a certified insane person. And you'd be like, Mooney is literally the best fucking receiver on this team. No, he I don't does, he does have a point. You do talk up your players, right? Like Hardy said, where's Cam Akers right now? Mooney, Mooney was. I was told Mooney was the clear cut number one. and going to get everything in Chicago, and I was like, Yeah, yeah. When they throw the number one in Chicago, but he's when the clear cut number eight on any other team in the league. Maybe besides the Giants. On the Giants, he'd be number one. All right, we're just not going to talk about all the vol- – like, volume matters in fantasy football. Are we going to avoid that? Like, volume matters. He doesn't have a touchdown this year. So when you have I a bucket of shit, how much shit's in the bucket matters? No, it doesn't matter. It's still shit. All right, Daniel. Uh, Daniel, go, go start uh, – who are you starting this week off your bench? You're starting Nelson Aguilar. I bet you wish you had Mooney on your team. I bet you – I bet you wish you had Mooney on your fucking bench. Dude, I'd play no hands Nelson over Mooney with my dead. Yeah, life. you're on fucking crap. <laughs> Look at our scoreboard when we play and then now, now I'm I'm just leaning into it now, but I have no idea where these accusations Steve. are coming from. Oh, here Steve, comes you're Dumb on Dumb. crack. You advertise guys. Here comes Dum Dum. Yeah, here comes what pointing out that you advertise guys to sit on other squads' benches. You suck. Shut up. What'd you say? I couldn't <laughs> You advertise players to sit on other teams' benches. You don't even try to trade good guys, and you want number one fucking prospects. Your your method is just corruption, and nobody's buying your fucking bullshit. Long term, you're fucked, Steve. So enjoy your little reign of thinking you're a decent manager right now. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Before, Steve, you were bottled. Hardy, this isn't meant to insult you, but are you like Taco from the league with dial-up internet? <laughs> <laughs> the guy, he doesn't have regular internet. He he's got. Uh, a, I, I guarantee you, he rehearses to himself every like the hour before. He rehearses everything he's gonna say. He acts like I didn't try and give him multiple yeah. number ones and twos for a player three weeks into his fucking NFL career, and he goes, "I want Saquon Barkley for Chris Olave." I mean, right now, go fuck yourself. Horrible. I mean, fuck yourself. That is not a horrible. You like you did. The fact that you won't he consider that is all the proof. A go for it. Or, like, or he has to get way more than the next guy. Huh? Like, I'm saying if you don't get more value for your trade, like if you're giving away a player, you want like three times the value of that guy. Steve, yeah. Even if it's unintentional, you grossly miscalculate the value. You grossly miscalculate the value of players in your team. Should we get start, start you a try to shift them off. Should we start yeah. a GoFundMe for Hardy's Wi-Fi or DJ's electric bill? <laughs> I don't know. The lights off. There's an excuse. There's no excuse. Yeah, there is. God, I can't fucking deal with that. Watching the World Series. You have to do it with the lights off? What are you doing under the blanket, DJ? Playing with myself. Marty's <laughs> oh, <what the> <laughs> on page 76 of Pornhub. DJ's on I, 79. I do. I did. You know, Steve, shoot stop hitting up my phone. Yeah, she said. Marty, I haven't fucking texted you in like <laughs> nine fucking days. Nobody, I don't fucking want a lava anymore. You're a fucking bum. We're never gonna get through these predictions. <laughs> 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 All 
On to the next game. Leon. All right. All right. So anyone else want to interject? <laughs> NFL trade deadline. Any I think personally the best trades for each team. I think uh like not fantasy wise, I think Miami and Baltimore and their defense won huge. Dude, Rope Miami, they, they took all those first rounders from San Francisco and turned it into Waddle, Tyreek, and Bradley Chubb. Like that's Miami GM needs a that's literally just how you do it. Landy had all the first round picks, and he was the GM. He would turn it to Palmer, Komet. <laughs> Whose background is that? Oh my god! <laughs> Dude, Vox, now you go to bed earlier than that. Good night, Vox. Vox getting that was before high. I started working. <laughs> all right. All right, so we're on the last segment for part two of episode three. This is the DJ segment. So last week, uh, Dan made some comments about DJ, um, how he is. Well, actually, Dan, you, you want to fill us some over the comments you made last week about DJ. They got him so fired up, he's now on the pod this week. Yo, Dan, can you comb your hair, please? Nah, I worked out and I got a shower, but whatever. Anyway, um, I honestly don't really know what I said. I just wanted to fire him up and get him on the pod, and it worked. Um, I do think that I will give him the benefit of the doubt saying he does have pretty shitty luck, but the fact that like you went five and oh and then didn't win a game for like a year, you know, yeah, that was bad. I mean, that's, that's like, that's like Matt rule bad. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't argue that cause it, you know, it happened, <laughs> but I will say, you know, guys got injured. I lost, I think Brown got hurt last year. Uh, fucking Waller's never on the field. See, this is where I give, like, the credit to people who are pretty good at trading because coming from someone who's not, you know, like, that's where good that's, – that's what separates a good manager from a great manager is, like, all right, I could kind of see these guys are injury-prone. Let me see what I can get for them while they're still somewhat healthy. Um, I think that's definitely a huge thing with managing a team and coaching a team. You know, now Dynasty is a little different because if you trade someone and you're stuck with them, Whereas if it's like, all right, we redraft every year, you're like, all right, fuck it. If I make one bad deal, who cares kind of deal. Um, so I think that definitely plays a little more of a factor in it for sure. Yeah, I, I got to give DJ a lot of credit. Like usually people that just fucking finish a year and suck, like if, if that was Landy, he'd sell his whole team. DJ, it, it was very difficult to convince him. Like when I would trade with him, it was very difficult to convince him that he needs to rebuild. Like, like, oh, dude, like, you just – you fucking lost the last eight games of the season. Like, you got to rebuild. You got to sell them to your players. Like, I think there was one point, DJ, where you got offered a ridiculous offer from the Mahomes and, and you still didn't take it. Yeah, I mean, it's just so hard to part with a guy like Mahomes. Like, that was literally the first pick in Dynasty. Like, that's just such a hard thing to get wrap around in your head, like, regardless of what your team's doing. Like, am I going to give this guy away? I think there was a trade there with Vaughn. That was the that was the out. That was your way to to come back. And I think Sean's only way he's going to compete was this trade with Landy. I don't know why he didn't accept it. Yeah, Sean was getting the whole farm for that trade. But I mean, then then, then Joe would have to start trading with fucking Sean to get Landy's guys. So. DJ, do you think you are the unluckiest manager ever in Chump history? Because remember, you're competing with Brian. Let's yeah, Brian, I have this is only my second year in the league, so I don't know much about Brian's past. But oh. I mean, just I mean, obviously you guys know a lot more, but just based on Calvin Ridley, like just start off with that. 
Like we can just go there. He uh, and then injuries between Waller and Brown. I mean, and then you got all these running back by committees now. Like before starting last season, you had Henderson was the number one in LA. Montgomery was the number one in Chicago, and now they're all splitting carries. Yeah. Like it's just hard. To, it's just it's unlucky. It's I mean it's obviously I could have done something there, but just do better, bro. Yeah, I guess I got to start trying to trade with Landy. I think you, you kind of have to, right? Throw shit on the wall, see if it sticks. It's been sticking. Going back to that Ridley trade, I honestly think that Ridley trade was good for Ridley himself. Honestly. Yeah, now he's going to be the number one in a team that hopefully throws the ball a lot, but he's not. I won't see that till next year. Don't worry, Ridley wouldn't even get any fucking targets on Atlanta, anyways. Good point. Remember, I, talking about unlucky, do you remember last year? I think it was Brian was down. Uh, like two or three points. Yeah, that was to me. Yeah, you know, Mark Andrews. I stuck D, bitches. It was the first and week. This, of the year. And this was literally the year Mark Fourth Andrews quarter and all of overtime. He needed yeah, he two was down points. four. He, he was down points. He was down like five to me. He put up 4.8, and he had Andrews for an overtime game. And then I said, I stick D, and then all you guys got all mad because you guys just don't understand. I want to point out, you guys want to give me shit? I the lowest points against. Dan has been very consistent over the years, but we can all agree. He's had the lowest points against for, like, six years straight. Yeah, defense, dude. Read a book. Yeah, but even this year, I could have – I, I highly doubt you read any fucking books. You're damn I, right, but guess what? I still smoked your ass. I mean, also this year, I could have uh-huh. came in earlier in the year. I needed six from Singletary on Monday night, and he got me, like, two. Hey, Steve, on a side note, can you send me some beer nuts? Yeah, Steve talks like he's Bill Parcells, but he's one and two in championships. You have a subpar fucking sub 500 record. No, you ever heard the saying, big players play big in game, big games? You don't show up. Hardy, I'm fucking six and two. What's your record? And I fucking cooked your bitch ass. Four and four, what? You've been studying the game since you were born, and you can't even get ahead in this league that you claim you have some magic. Ahead? I'm ahead of fucking ten people. You're going to get slapped. You have no depth. You just kind of fucking suck. Oh, my God. The shit that comes out of your mouth is so fucking dumb. It's insane. I mean, saying you beat You're, you're that person. You ever see – um? That's not. Look, you ever see that movie uh, – what's the Adam Sandler movie? Um, oh, look, Dum Dum's talking. Oh. No, no, no. When he goes, he goes back to school. When he goes Billy back Madison. to school. Oh, Billy Madison. Yeah, Hardy is that guy that goes on a rant during that, like, the whole Jeopardy part. And he goes, everyone in this room is now dumber for listening to you. You're awarded no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That's fucking you whenever you speak. That's kind of crazy you got that. That number. guy has, like, that guy has, like, his own fountain and pool and, like, fucks his fourth grade teacher. So, fuck you. I love Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> That was a line of the podcast right there. What an, oh my gosh, that's an epic comeback. All right. So at this point, we are at the very end of our part two. Um, do you guys have any final comments? I, I got a question for Eric. All right, there you go. How do you deal with Dan's shit every week? Uh, listen, you know what? Every week, how about for 24 years? <laughs> um, but I actually do have a comment. This is a lot of fun. Thank you guys for inviting me on um, the thoughtfulness in your analysis. Seriously. If you guys had ever put any of this into your schoolwork, you all would have been like graduate from Harvard business school by now. I mean, it's just remarkable 
how much time, energy, and thought gets, gets put into this. And it's really good, all of you. And uh, it's just amazing that you're so focused on this. And, you know, you've done it in school. Who knows? But uh, really, really good job. And this is fun to listen to. It really is the, the back and forth and the, and the lobs from, the, from left field and the peanut gallery are, are, are well-timed. All right. So now that you've heard everything and all of, you know, our analysis and that good stuff, who do you think is going to win this year? That's the question. I, I think Brian is going to, because I think his team is underperformed and, you know, it's just a matter of time. If you, if you load and you got all that talent, because there is a level of randomness to this, right? You know, at some point over time, that randomness starts to filter itself out. Um, you know, as far as the trades go, when you, anytime you trade a receiver midseason, it's very hard to expect a lot from them. So I don't think that's going to have a huge impact on anybody. But I think from what I can see, he's got the, or what everyone says, he's got the most loaded team. So I, I, I think he's going to eventually normalize and you're going to see that talent um, display itself. Eric, that's a fucking weak take. You're playing Switzerland right now. That's a <laughs> what do you want me to do? Pick someone on the pod. He wants to pick you. Yeah, he wants you to say oh. him. Yeah, he wants you to say him. Oh, I, I want got you to that. pick someone here. Tell him to I take those stairs. You want off me to the pick wall. someone there. So Noah already said that he's kind of out of it. And if I pick Aaron, and that's also kind of kind of weak because he's an eight no in first place. So if I pick Dan, then I'm going to get accused of nepotism. So That's they're kind of like out of it. We're fucking Brian already. So, well, you ask my opinion. I'm giving it to you. Um, you know what, Steve? I think you're going to win. That's my guy, Eric. There you go. You just make me feel better. Last time I sure you picked you and you fucking. Yeah, maybe you just cursed me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pick him, dad. Pick him. Look, I told you, everybody's favorite team is their own, and then whoever's playing Steve that week. And that's been clear for 10 years. I think uh, – what, what, uh, what? You good, November, November 20th. I don't know who's going to be home. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. We should oh, yeah. watch some football. Yeah, I'll be home. I'd love to, Steve. Maybe uh, maybe we can revive the, the <laughs> Chuck will, will will annual uh, football game. I, I take it back. I will not be showing up. Yeah. Hardy and Steve <laughs> break into a fist fight. If Hardy fun. shows up, Jesus. I'm, does it come to the Actually, the last Trump Central was a lot of fun to watch. Steve ran up the field once, and that was it. He was yeah. out of gas the rest yeah. of the time. Yeah, Masma. He playing QB the whole time. All right. Guys, in the interest of time, uh, timer's about to run out. This was the Chump Central Podcast, Episode 3, Part 2. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, next Tuesday, we'll be back at it. Stop up week nine and get ready for some. Don't forget to vote. It's Election Day next Tuesday. Don't you all guys forget to go out and vote. Don't forget to vote. Fuck right. Don't forget. You should probably care. <laughs> all right. Peace, boys. Peace.